Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. So when you hear the word intelligence, what do you think of? Geniuses like Einstein or Edison? Being able to understand physics or calculus? Creating a multi-million dollar business from scratch? Writing a bestseller? Having a great marriage? Probably not that last one because you're most likely thinking about rational intelligence. But there is another kind of intelligence and that's emotional intelligence. And like an IQ, the higher yours is, the better your relationship will be. So to explain what emotional intelligence is, how it works, and how you can increase yours, I'm joined by blogger, father, and founder of thedadtrain.com, Scott Davison. Scott, thanks so much for being on the show and talking about what I'm hoping is going to become a really popular topic. Thanks, Leslie. Great to be here. So let's just start right at the beginning. What is emotional intelligence and how does it relate to what most people think of when they hear the word intelligence? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, emotional intelligence uh, is the ability to recognize and manage emotions both in yourself and in other people. So in practical terms, um, you know, it's what helps you realize perhaps when you're getting angry, you're in an argument with your wife and you're getting angry and you're about to say something you're going to regret and you just step away and take a couple of breaths or, you know, the ability to recognize that your teenage daughter is uh, upset and then knowing to, how to choose the right moment to approach her about it. So they're sort of the practical implications of emotional intelligence, but it's very much about um, recognizing emotions and then being able to manage them. Um, and, and it is very different from, I guess, regular intelligence. So mm -hmm. IQ, which is rational intelligence. It, firstly, it's, it's a different part of the brain that, um, that oh, deals with emotions. Yeah. Um, but rational intelligence um, is sort of what we think of when we talk about IQ, mm -hmm. whereas emotional intelligence is more of a, a social intelligence, really. And, and um, it, it can be measured as EQ is, is the measure they use for that. And, you know, it, they are different parts of the brain and it, and you can, you can have one without the other. In fact, it's very common. Um, we yes, probably all know someone <laughs> like this. Yeah. Someone who's really, I guess, intelligence in intelligent in a traditional sense, a high mm -hmm. IQ, but they've, they've got poor social skills or um, they have trouble communicating or they make really bad life decisions. Um, and on the flip side, we probably know people who perhaps aren't considered um, intelligence in the IQ sense of the word, but they, they, they've got street smarts or they have really good people skills. So you can definitely have um, one without the other. And the other way they're really different, which I think is important um, is that rational intelligence, your IQ is uh, largely fixed. I mean, this is debatable, but it's actually quite difficult to change your IQ uh, over mm -hmm. time. Whereas, whereas your EQ, um, your emotional intelligence, that's something that develops with time. And it's something that you can, um, practice and proactively develop both in yourself and, and teach your children about this skill. So that's why I like EQ. It's really um, one that you can proactively change and it's been shown to make a big difference, um, you know, at work, but also at home, obviously. 
Right. I was as you were speaking, I was I was thinking about um, and I, I, I looked into this for some reason. I was doing a presentation or something and I can't remember exactly why I was doing it, but it was going. You know, it was, it was um, in terms of businesses and this the skills that they were looking for in, you know, in their optimal employee. And it was really interesting because I think there was a list of 10 of them and the top six were all what would fall under you know, the emotional intelligence, the being able to communicate well, the being able to work with different types of people. And the very bottom yeah. ones were what would be considered, you know, the, the technological skills, because, you know, on some level, you know, people can come in with the technological skills, but, but really good business owners and leaders have this ability to tap into other people's emotions and thinking of, you know, people like Franklin Roosevelt and, and some of the other, you know, people who are renowned for being, for being great leaders. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a very important skill for leaders. And, and as you say, a lot of companies are now, um, looking for this either in the recruitment process, but they're also using it in their training and their um, process for choosing who moves into leadership roles. I think mm -hmm. there's various studies that have been done, but uh, some show that emotional intelligence is at least equal or even more important than um, rational intelligence. And particularly in certain industries, I think in roles like sales roles or mm -hmm. customer service or business development, where these social skills are really important, um, e EQ is a, is a key differentiator. Well, and the thing that I love you're talking about that EQ can, is, is not fixed, that it can be developed because, mm. you know, this is one of those things that as you, know, as we get older, we get into more and different types of relationships. And so, mm -hmm. you know, a high EQ would be something that people would want if they want a successful long-term relationship, whether it's with their spouse or with their children or even with a, even with a friend. Um, so, so I think this is a really good conversation to be having. And I mm -hmm. want to go into some of the ways that people can learn the emotional intelligence because you wrote a piece for the Good Men Project titled Seven Ways to Improve Your Emotional Intelligence. So I'd like to really talk about the first two because I think they're somewhat related and they are to practice self-awareness and to seek feedback from others. So why are they so important and how do they relate to each other? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. They are um, related. In fact, all, all of the seven points are related mm -hmm. to some extent, but these two in particular. So self-awareness, um, this is really about learning to recognize and label your own emotions. So mm -hmm. I, I used to think self-awareness was just, you know, knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are. But in this context, what we're talking about is being able to recognize and label emotions in yourself. And it's, it's an important skill. And it's one that um, sometimes we're not very good at, particularly <laughs> men, I find, um, you know, we I can talk in my own case, I grew up sort of really doing a good job of, um, concealing my emotions or hiding them, almost ignoring them. Uh -huh. And as a result of that, I wasn't very good at actually identifying emotions in myself. So it's, it's a skill that you can learn. Um, and there's different ways you can do that. Um, a lot of people use meditation or mindfulness as a way to observe their emotions, just as you, uh -huh. when you're meditating, you observe your thoughts. Um, uh, you might observe sensations in your body or sounds or tastes or smells. Uh -huh. You can also observe 
observe your emotions without judging them. So that, that's one form, meditation and mindfulness. Another thing people do is um, journaling. So you can keep an emotions journal or a mood book where you write things down during the day or at the end of the day, the emotions that you felt um, just by having to write them down is a good way to sort of learn to recognize and label them. Uh-huh. But probably, probably the best, um, <laughs> the best tool I can suggest for this is uh, the simplest one, which is just talking about emotions. And again, this is something <laughs> men are not, not very good at, uh-huh. but uh, as soon as you start talking about your emotions with your friends, with your partner, with your kids, you get better at um, identifying your own emotions, which is the first step towards sort of uh-huh. being able to identify other people's emotions. So that, that's self-awareness. It's the ability to recognize and label emotions. Um, the second point was seeking feedback from others. So yeah, this could be dangerous. Reason this, <laughs> well, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it can be quite confronting. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why emotional intelligence is important because it, you, you need to be able to take that feedback in a way um, that you don't take it personally mm-hmm. uh, and you, and you choose what you want to accept and what you don't want to accept, but to take all feedback as, um, as a gift really. So uh-huh. the reason this is important is that different people th- see things differently. So part of self-awareness is, is understanding how other people see you, which may be different from how you see yourself. Okay. Um, so it's really about having perspective and respecting other people's views. But as we said, it's also about understanding how their emotions may be affecting their view of you. you. So what's their motivation for that feedback? That's a form of emotional intelligence. And then knowing when to pay attention uh, or when to ignore the criticism, that's fine as well. But it's having the emotional intelligence to be able to um, accept it, observe it, and then choose what you want to do with it. So they're very much related, as you say. I think um, feedback from others is a way to improve your own self-awareness, but they're, they're different skills and you can develop them in different ways. So you know, as, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking of, of, of a, several of my clients who, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and, it's, and I kind of set up a rule. I, I tell people that um, you can talk about your own feelings and you can hypothesize about some, some, somebody else's, but, you, but it's actually disrespectful to tell somebody else what they're thinking or feeling. And, so, and so I guess part of this about seeking um, feedback from others, I guess, I guess part of it is, is how would that go? What would be, what would be a, an example of good feedback from somebody else? helpful feedback from somebody else. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's two sides of the feedback, of course. One Mm -hmm. point is the one you were sort of alluding to, which is rather than assuming um, you know what the other person is thinking, ask them to um, describe what they're thinking or feeling and and Mm -hmm. validate, even even if it's hard to take or even if you don't agree with it, Mm -hmm. validating that. So saying, okay, you know, my wife um, has told me that she's um, upset with me for this reason. I may not agree with that, but I need to validate because, as you say, they're mm-hmm. her feelings um, and we don't actually choose our feelings. Uh, right. we, cho- we, we can choose how we react or respond to them, mm-hmm. but we don't choose that feeling itself. So that's one aspect is getting the other person to clarify what they're feeling rather mm-hmm. than you um, sort of putting your uh, assumptions over the top of it. Uh-huh. But the other reasons is important for self um, 
self-awareness is they may see things very differently to how you do. So you, you know, again, the, the example with your spouse, you may feel that you're um, a, a very calm person that you, that you've got your everything under control. But if you, if you get, if you keep getting feedback from other people that they think you um, are a bit erratic or inconsistent or mm-hmm. these sort of words, you, you need to take that on board because uh, you know, I'm, I'm a marketer at heart and we have uh-huh. an expression in, in marketing that perception is reality. Yes. And it's a bit like that. It's like, uh, if, if, if that's what everyone else is perceiving, then um, you need to take that on board. So um, I think seeking out feedback by asking for it or um, accepting it when you get it, because a lot of people are happy to give it to you for free. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, let me yeah. tell you what I really think about you. Exactly. Um, and, and it's really hard because your initial emotional reaction and, and the thing with these emotions is they trigger really quickly, much quicker mm-hmm. than our rational brain. So often you'll have an immediate emotional reaction that, no, you know, you'll fight it. But if you can just sit with it for a little while, um, mm-hmm. maybe there's something in it that's worth um, exploring. Yeah, I talk about putting, you know, putting, putting some, you know, the clothes that somebody's handing you, putting them on and wear them for a while and see if, see what fits and see what doesn't. Because again, yeah. it's, it's, it is their perception. And, but mm-hmm. if it's somebody who's close to you, who is, you know, saying these things, you might want to take a look at it. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean it's the complete truth, but there may be a nugget of truth in there that, that you, that you can take away and, and learn something from. Absolutely. And it's, it's their truth. Right. It's <laughs> their truth. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, you get to make a decision about what you want mm-hmm. to do with it. It, it doesn't necessarily yep. mean it's the absolute truth, but, but again, mm. it's like, do I want my partner to feel this way about me or do I want my child to feel this way about me? Um, yep. Yep. You know. Yep. So this is happily ever after. It's just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm having an important conversation about emotional intelligence with blogger Scott Davison. He's a father and the founder of thedadtrain.com. And if you find yourself using your rational intelligence to make sense of your marriage, you may find yourself frustrated and or confused. That's because you're not using your entire brain. And if you're like many people, especially men, there can be a tendency to dismiss emotions as unnecessary or even problematic. But your level of emotional intelligence, your ability to recognize and manage emotions in yourself and others can make or break your relationships. So if you want to increase your EQ, there's help. You can give me a call or send me an email and schedule a free, no obligation, create your happily ever after strategy session where we can talk about emotional intelligence and how important it is to your marriage. You can give me a call at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. Or you can send me an email at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N is in Nancy, C is in charlie.com. And now I want to get back to more ways on how you can improve your emotional intelligence. So, Scott, let's talk about two more ways that someone could improve their EQ. Practicing empathy and understanding your passions and what motivates you. So can you talk a little bit more about each? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, empathy, uh, it's a bit of a buzzword, I think, mm -hmm. at the moment, but it, it's, it's a really, really important skill uh, in life, but particularly in relationships with um, loved ones. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes. So to be able to see things from their perspective, that's kind of what we call cognitive empathy. Mm -hmm. But there's also this other form of empathy, which is emotional empathy, which is almost the, well, the ability to feel what they are feeling. Um, uh -huh. And that's a really deep form of empathy, but often with um, uh, loved ones, particularly with children, you know, if they're in pain, you'll actually physically feel that pain. Mm -hmm. yes. um, that's a form of empathy. So it's this ability to um, put yourself in someone else's shoes, uh, understand uh, and validate what they're feeling, not to judge it, but just to be sort of a bit curious about why they're feeling that. And it's a really, really important skill. And again, mm -hmm. it's one that men are traditionally not very good at. And <laughs> I include, I include myself in that group. This is not something um, I was good at, uh, and I'm still really working on this part of my emotional intelligence. And there's, there's different ways to um, develop empathy. Okay. Yeah. I was really interested um, for some, for some concrete suggestions because, because yeah. this sounds like a, it, I mean, it, it can be incredibly challenging. Mm -hmm. Yep. It is. It is challenging, but we're all, well, I say we're all capable of it. I think there are um, some clinical conditions of a rare number of people who um, mm -hmm. are not capable of empathy, but putting those aside, everyone's capable of developing empathy. Mm -hmm. And there are some really practical and quite fun ways, to be honest, to okay. develop this skill in yourself and to teach it to your children. So one, one is um, practice reading body language, you know, and facial expressions. You've probably seen um, stats around what percentage of our communication is nonverbal. And mm -hmm. I've, I've heard people say it's as high as 70 or 80 or 90%. The truth mm -hmm. is it's, depends very much on the context, but I think we can all agree high. that a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's very high. A lot of, a lot of what we're communicating is in our body language and our facial expressions. Mm -hmm. So if you can learn to read those um, better, you can actually recognize people's emotions without them having to um, express those emotions verbally. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's ways you can do that. There, there's lots of online um, tests. There's some really fun ones where they show different pictures of or, or photos of people's faces and you need to um, guess or, or try and uh, uh, say what expression, what emotion uh -huh. they're feeling based on their expression. And, and the first time I did that it was really difficult. <laughs> and then as I did it more and more, I slowly got better at recognizing, you know, how to recognize uh, emotions in the faces. Cause we do actually all have uh, physical triggers of emotions and, and they're uh -huh. very, um, they're, they're very generic across all, cultures um, there's a there's a great book on that actually um about uh, recognizing emotions in different i'll, I'll give it to you after the um, okay. interview so you can share it with your listeners but um yeah sorry i got a bit sidetracked but, but <laughs> learning to read learning to read people's body language and a, a really practical fun way of doing that is you can you can watch tv with with the volume down i'll put it on mm -hmm. mute okay and i'm not talking about watching um sport you know the football with the uh -huh. volume down in the background but some sort of drama or um show involving people and stories and communication you you put the volume down and you see if you can follow the plot try and work out what people are feeling and saying just based on their 
their body language and their facial uh -huh. expressions. That's a really good way to um, flex and develop your empathy muscle. Cool. Um, so that, that's one example. And reading fictional novels is, has also been shown to help develop empathy uh, because you're, you're literally seeing the world from someone else's perspective. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, good fictional novels of someone who's in a different um, life to what you are is mm -hmm. another way to develop that empathy skill. So, yeah, there, there are ways to do it and it is important, but um, it does take practice. Okay. Uh, and then the second one you mentioned there was um, understanding your passions and what motivates you. So this, okay. this is a bit of an interesting one. This is really about um, learning to use your emotions to make decisions and to take action. So mm -hmm. emotions, you know, the problem with one of the problems with hiding our emotions and, and uh, ignoring them is that we're missing out on the opportunity to use those emotions for positive things. Uh -huh. uh, so, by, so by being self-aware and by recognizing and understanding your own emotions, you can understand uh, what motivates you and also what demotivates you. Uh -huh. And you could start to use that information. So, you know, even, even emotions that perhaps are considered um, negative emotion, like anger, for instance, it can actually be a really good motivator if you use it in the right way. Absolutely. So if you, if you know you're the kind of person that needs, needs a bit of that to get fired up and get motivated, you can mm -hmm. use that. Um, and then just understanding it, it's really about knowing yourself, isn't it? So it comes back to self-awareness mm -hmm. um, and tuning into your emotions to help you, um, you know, do things that you're passionate about and are motivated about, um, which leads to happiness. Right. And it's, and it's funny that you talk about being, you know, in marketing because, because that marketing is all about tapping into people's emotions and, <laughs> and whether, whether or not we, we know it. I mean, I, re I remember years ago, my husband and I were buying our first house and, you know, there's a rule of thumb that, you know, never, never walk into a house and fall in love with it. Mm. And that's exactly what my husband and I did with our first yeah. house. And it's like, yeah. it was, you know, it, it was, it was a, it was very emotional when we, when we did that. And it's sort of like, you know, and a car is a car. So why do oh. I want this car versus this other car? And, <clears throat> well, and a car is a perfect example, Leslie. A car emotion. is a really good example because, you know, we could all get a car that does uh, gets you from A to B okay. for a certain price, but we spend a lot of money on cars and it, it's, it's purely an emotional purchase. It really yeah. is. In fact, most, most um, purchases are <laughs> uh, emotional. So you're right. You can, uh, marketers, uh, it's a it's good skill for marketers to have, and you can use it for good or for evil. <laughs> yes, well, that's, <laughs> um, that's true. Uh, emotional intelligence is a bit like that, to be honest. I mean, even um, s some people who have really high emotional intelligence but poor intentions, they mm -hmm. they can still uh, use that emotional intelligence for evil. So if you think of um, the scamsters yeah. is con mm -hmm. artists. Yeah, mm -hmm. they con artists have very um, high <laughs> emotional intelligence. That's how they tap into all those um, fears and dreams of people and, and use that in their case um, for not not for worthy not causes. But um, we're hoping all your listeners will be uh, using these powers for good. Well, and but also then, if you're aware of them, then you, then you can then, then you can actually somewhat protect yourself a little bit too, because it's like, okay, wait a minute here. Um, but if you're not aware of them, then, then it creates a problem. So I want to get to the, I want to get to the last three mm -hmm. and they are to be observant, to slow down 
and to create positivity and use humor. So these actually sound almost like the easiest ones to do. So, mm. except maybe slow down, <laughs> but what makes them yep. important? Yeah, I mean, you're right, they sound simple, but unfortunately, sometimes they're not that simple and slow down's a, a good example. So slowing down's probably the simplest, and I would say this is the most effective tool. So if you only remember one thing from this interview, remember this one. It, it's what we call the two-second rule. Mm. And it, it's really the power of the pause. So mm -hmm. it's the ability... Uh, when you notice, when you're in a situation where you notice your emotions or the other person's emotions are getting a bit um, raised, mm -hmm. it's that ability just to pause for just two seconds before you respond. Um, and that two seconds is just long enough for your rational brain to sort of catch up with mm -hmm. your emotional brain. And it, it's really the difference between reacting mm -hmm. automatically Mm -hmm. and responding um and just that two second rule is a really powerful tool and it, it can help uh, in a lot of situations both Absolutely. at home and at work so that's that's what slowing down is about it's about um not being afraid of the pause and just slowing things down to allow your your, your rational thinking just to catch up a bit with your emotions which are very fast mm -hmm. um being observant that really relates to um being mindful and being able to tune in to both your own emotions and other people's emotions. So noticing those in different situations, um, because then you can use that information to um, make decisions, to inspire people to take action. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it, it is, it is an easy one if you're um, mindful and tuned into it, but often we're distracted, you know, mm -hmm. often in a conversation, we're thinking about what we want to say next instead mm -hmm. of actually being in the moment and listening to what the person's saying and we're, we're missing vital um, cues. Mm -hmm. So yeah, again, they sort of related as you slow down, you can be a bit more observant. And then that final one um, using humor and positivity. So again, that, that sounds simple and, and humor <laughs> can be a great example of um, emotional intelligence, but uh, timing is important, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we've all been there, I think where you've, you've tried to drop the, the clever joke at the wrong moment and gone, uh -huh. oh, um, yeah, that was awkward. So, you know, um, it takes a bit of practice, but being able to um, use humor and stay positive is, is really a form of emotional intelligence. And it, it comes back to that idea of having perspective. Mm -hmm. So even when you're feeling in the moment, perhaps that things are terrible and couldn't get worse, that ability to perhaps take a, um, higher view of it and just realize oh well maybe tomorrow it won't seem so bad or maybe and then just using using a joke or a bit of positivity to manage that situation that, that's a really good example of um, emotional intelligence yeah and, and it's interesting because as we were talking about using humor because a lot of people will use humor to deflect from mm -hmm from their emotions, um, you know, or, you know, some, something's, something's getting really emotional and somebody will crack a joke to kind of you know, ease the tension, so to speak. Yep. And, yep. and so we have to be careful that it's, like you said, it's, it's the timing of it. Um, and I know that sometimes yeah. that can cause some challenges in marriages because if men are uncomfortable with their emotions, 
and mm. they, you know, and they tell a joke or they, you mm. know, get silly or, or do some of these things. It's like, they're, you know, their wives really, it's like, okay, stop that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely, that's what I mean. It sounds simple, but the timing is yeah. everything and it can be used to, um, deflect emotions, which to be honest, sometimes can be a good strategy. It's not always right. appropriate to be diving deep into emotions. And, and if we were doing that in every conversation, we'd be um, exhausted. So mm -hmm. using humor and perspective as a way to um, uh, do that can be a good strategy, but it can also be the wrong strategy if you're using it as a way to um, avoid mm -hmm. the discussion about emotions. Um, yeah. And, so, and yeah. And, and I see how these are all connected because both the being observant and, and the timing of the humor, that, that, that's also tied into um, empathy, right? Because totally. there, there are totally. times when, you know, it's really inappropriate to be funny, um, mm. but, but, that's, but that's a basic understanding of the context of, of yep. where you are. And that would be, I would think, be very tied into empathy. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, yeah, I saw a great quote the other day. It was um, tragedy, tragedy plus time equals comedy. And it's a bit like that. If you mm. look at a lot of the, the comedy um, geniuses, they're often talking about things that were quite uh, tragic events, or, mm -hmm. or, but it's all about uh, timing. Um, right. And, yeah. Yeah. With, with yeah, time, some, everything seems better. <laughs> yeah. So somebody, somebody will say, you know, they'll tell a joke. It's like too soon, you know, too <laughs> it's soon. like, yes, Perfect too soon. Example. Right. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, so this is, you know, Scott, gosh, I could talk about this forever and this is such an important topic and I'm so thankful for you coming on the show and talking about it. And mostly I think giving people hope that this is something that can be learned, mm. you know, yeah. um, and it, and it pays off in such fantastic ways both both personally and professionally you know and and i you know and i think that um you know this this idea of of being able to to see things from from somebody else's perspective is is so important just just for all of us and and for where we are right now i mean this is kind of we're in a crazy crazy time um but i really think it's it's critically important so can you share where people can learn more about because you know, i know you write about empathy frequently and and you also put it in in different contexts for people yeah sure so i mean in terms of my articles you'll find all of them on the dadtrain.com um, as you mentioned, some of them are also on the Good Man Project and um, Medium and places like that. But my, my blog is thedadtrain.com and that's where all my articles are. But most of my articles are um, using uh, research that I've found elsewhere. So I always link to the original survey or the original research because there, there has been a lot of research done in this area of emotional intelligence, but it's all pretty recent. You know, IQ has been measured for almost 100 years or over 100 years, whereas EQ's only been around for about um, maybe 20 or 30 years. So there, it's a new area, but there's lots of research there. And yeah, if you go to thedadtrain.com, that's a good starting point. And then I'll link you off to all the, the relevant resources. Terrific. So boosting your EQ may take some time and effort, but as I said before, it can also pay really big dividends. It will make you more successful in all aspects of your life, your work, your parenting, your friendships, and your marriage. So I've got a question for you. What have you got to lose? And my answer is absolutely nothing. 
So hopefully you found this valuable and you'll keep listening to the show. And until next week, stay lucky.